Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song alphabetically from seven to Y. And this Why? Week... Because we love Bare Naked Ladies! <laughs> Especially Stephen Page. We love you, Stephen. Come on the show. We love you, Stephen. Come on the show. Unless you're the fake Stephen that wrote to us this week. In that case, right. don't come on That's the show. That's just mean, by the way. That's just mean. I was... Went- excited when it came through Stephen page commented on your post i was like <gasps> and then i was like Stephen page with a period after that hmm, that's mm. right and then i was like oh and he also responded to two other people in the same exact and i was like oh and then i checked the link and it was like it's a it's a blog i was like that's not right and there are no, no. there's nothing on it i'm like that's just mean yeah the the person luckily has been reported since then. Oh, good. It's good. just not okay for people to be doing that. No, that's just a jerky thing to do. It is. Jerky. It's jerky. <laughs> well, you know what's not jerky is that this is our last O song. Oh, my gosh. We are done with the O faces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You could even say that we put the period in the sentence. Wait, we put wait. the we put the no. dot. I'm at, Microsoft is telling me I can't use a period there. I can tell because it turned my dot blue. Oh, my, yeah. My blue dot always gives away that I have to fix the sentence in post. Man, I hate it when I have blue dots. Oh wait. While we wait for everyone else to join us, which isn't going to ever happen this week, they're they're too busy. I'm going to put on the song for everyone to sing for to listen to for tonight, which is it's Our the, Blue Dot. Which nobody knows. No, it was one of those ones that I didn't know about till I started searching down songs for B&L. And this one popped up and I'm like, oh, great. We'll great. have to see whether or not I agree after listening to it. This Bad week. one. Okay. <laughs> So uh, tonight's song is BNL's ecological message from 2014. If you've never heard it before, here is a quick snippet of our blue dot. This blue dot is the only shot we got. If it turns from blue to gray, there'll be no way to turn it back. That's not okay. It's our hometown. We won't let it burn down. It's only fair, let's dream to dare Fresh water, food, and air Let's look after our blue dot Aaron's not here, so I can't torture him with where did this song come from. (laughs) He would probably (laughs) guess snack time. He probably would. Songs songs influenced by uh, Big Bang Theory or something weird. Yeah. Something odd. Or my other guess is that since he doesn't know it's not an album song, I think he would have guessed Silverball. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Because it really has a Silverball feel. And so it was a 2014 song, and it feels like a BNL Silverball song. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. So, I mean, if you love Silverball, if you really enjoyed that album, you're going to really enjoy this week's song. 
Right. And it is a good song. I really do like this song. Um, I, I was we'll not see. familiar with it before, but I really like it. I do. Um, so this song was only released on iTunes Canada for the very mm-hmm. longest time. Um, you can find it now on iTunes around the world. Um, you can also find it on SoundCloud, although I do recommend people going out and, and purchasing this on iTunes. So that way it, some of the money can go to a very good cause, uh, which we'll get to. Yeah, there's a lot of information about the cause. Yes. Do, do you want to share so people aren't just sitting here listening to my voice all night? Well, I know that it was um, part of David Suzuki's Blue Dot Tour, um, and he is a premier environmentalist in Canada. um, And he gathered, or somebody gathered a variety of of musicians to go on a tour across Canada um, to support the environmental, the platform that David Suzuki was supporting. Um, and there's there's David Suzuki's got his website and um, the big thing that he was really pushing was the, the trying to get the legislation through the Canadian um, the Canadian Parliament uh, to get it and government to get it so that there was more health and healthy environment laws um, specifically around the right to have clean air and clean water right um, for everyone like everyone deserves to have clean air and clean water. It is a his, right, not a his privilege. His director of communications, um, Makaya Prol, um, basically said this is a coming together of people from all across Canada who are standing in this one common cause. That is, we all have this basic fundamental right to the bare necessities. Look for the bare necessities. <laughs> the simple bare necessities. Of a life of dignity and health. Our right to healthy water, right to fresh air, our right to food. That's what this is all about. So that's, uh, that was his quote son, obviously. I'm sorry, Disney, for violating anything. Uh, if I access <laughs> these. Um, but it was based the idea that humanity exists on a fragile and limited blue dot in space. And the David Suzuki apparently is volunteering all of his time, uh, not all of his time, but his time on this project and any proceeds from the concerts uh, across Canada, et cetera, would go to the foundation. And I'm pretty sure like BNL never said anywhere what the money was going to for their song, but I'm pretty certain that any proceeds from this would go to the Our Blue Dot tour or the David Suzuki Foundation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, and they had a lot of artists like uh, Neil Young, uh, uh, Raffi, because... Bruce Coburn. Raffi. Bruce Coburn, um, yeah, like Margaret Atwood, so an author. He had humanitarians and authors and all kinds of people but the people that artists spoken word artists but the people that promoted this in toronto the person that the people that got up and performed in toronto we had a number of people but bnl was the last group that got up just before david did his presentation to everyone and they were the ones that got to introduce him to the stage well also um 
he's posed twice, David Suzuki, as wearing nothing but a fig leaf. And that is an image I shall not get out of my head anytime <laughs> soon. Um, I, that's a lot. I haven't seen that. But... Um, well, it's, it's uh, through the CBC called the, the Nature of Things. And it's called 80 Things You Didn't Know About David Suzuki. Um, and apparently, and there's a very, very interesting picture with just a fig leaf. And he's kind of there. He's <laughs> there. Well, at least the fig leaf he's, is there. He's called Science's Sexy Poster Boy. Now, granted, that was 22 years ago. I don't know if he still looks like that, but he was uh, called Science's Sexy Poster Boy. So there. <laughs> but now you know. Um, this foundation actually did a lot of good. It was only seven years ago that this song and this foundation um, really began the Our Blue Dot tour to make things change. But in that seven years, these are the accomplishments that they have made so far. 176 municipalities across Canada were adopted the declaration declarations recognizing citizens' rights to a healthy environment. And in the 2019 federal election, 107 of the 338 MPs signed the public pledge in support of it. The Blue Dot volunteers initiated two very popular House of Commons petitions to strengthen environmental protections in Canada. And Blue Dot's advocacy was instrumental in getting Bill C-28, which is an act to amend the Canadian Environmental Protection Act, tabled in Parliament in the spring of 2021, and it recognizes Canada's right to live in a healthy environment. They have really been pushing this. They haven't stopped, and they continue to try to make Canada a healthier place. And it's so appropriate that BNL was part of this because they have um, they were a founding member of Bare Naked Planet, um, mm -hmm. and have since since 2004 have greened every tour date, offsetting over 300 metric tons of carbon, um, and obviously donated their time and effort to the Blue Dot Tour, etc. So, and and they were part of Reverb, which was a a big right. Uh, advocacy for uh, the environment as well and uh, they did that for a number of tours as well but yeah they've, they keep using ecological uh, systems when it comes to all their tours to date so and do even you know in 2019 and 2020 they took a step further and saved a lot of time and energy and gas by just not touring at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did do that. Um, did you know why uh, it was? It's called the blue dot. I do not. So you might know or have seen, and I've seen many times the famous 1972 photo of Earth that was taken by Apollo 17. I don't know if you are as dorky as I am, but I am a I am. huge <laughs> historical space geek like i i went to space camp when i was teacher of the year all of us got to go to space camp 
And during my year of service as a toy, which was what we call the, well, the state teachers of the year, the toys, um, we get to go to space camp. So nice. space camp. So I got to be shuttle commander. I was so excited. <sighs> did the whole um I, I did the whole training and everything we did the the um the the spinny thing that was really um and horrendous um and we we did the mock-up space shuttle stuff and we had to learn how to land it we did um expeditions on the moon and we were lunar scientists like it was so much that we did but so I'm a big space geek, and especially the Mercury and Apollo missions, like you name it, I've watched it. Um, and I've got to meet um, Homer Hickam, who um, he wrote uh, wow. uh, He wrote Rocket Boys, which mm -hmm. was Sky, the movie, but it was called Rocket Boys, the book was, and the Colwood Way, and all these things, because, um, and he also helped train some of the astronauts uh, for the uh, Challenger mission, um, as well as many other missions. He was one of the, the major uh, influences for um, the work that was done in Alabama, in Huntsville, where Space Camp is and where um, the Space Center is. But so I got I got to tell you, by the way, 10 year old Tracy is extremely uh, jealous at this point. I should have worn my flight suit for tonight's. Um, I, I was I was a my my major aspiration and as a ten year old was to be an astronaut, and to the point that at at eleven and twelve I actually started getting jobs mowing lawns and delivering newspapers to start earning money to be able to pay for space camp. And then my twelve, my when I was twelve years old, I found out that they wouldn't accept anyone for being an astronaut that had glasses. Yeah, my heart yeah. was broken. I mean, had I known that later on they would well, remove that because it, you know it, technology, but I was I was heartbroken at that point and just gave up on it. But and that's what's that. But did you so know much. that you can go to space camp as an adult and they also have family space camp weeks and space camp runs 51 weeks of the year. And they also have a visually impaired camp where they <gasps> all of space camp and put everything into Braille and even so you can shuttle the space. You can be the uh, commander, pilot, navigator, everything student they change everything special for visually impaired children it's, that it's is amazing magnificent it is one of the greatest experiences of my life i was even awarded the right stuff medal which they give one to one camper um i was so dorky the whole time um i was just totally i i i can't even uh wes kennedy was my um my team leader for the week and i drove him crazy i'm sure wes if you ever hear this i adore you and you are gracious to me uh he's a teacher he's a science teacher who then volunteers his time um in the summer to to be a team leader at space camp um but you can go as a family i think my son and i might do that together next summer is take a week huntsville's very warm uh but go down um, and do the do the family one so and it's it's amazing oh i off a 100 foot tower and zip line lake oh Ooh. and i'm afraid of heights and i went to do it multiple times because it was so incre incredible but 
Anyway, so there was a photo of the Earth from the Apollo 17 astronauts um, that was taken from 45,000 kilometers away from, from um, well, 45,000 miles away or kilometers away, which is like two miles. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, that photograph became known as the Blue Marble. Mm-hmm. Carl Sagan described a 1990 picture taken from 6 billion kilometers away by the unmanned um, Voyager 1 as the pale blue dot. So that's mm-hmm. where we get our blue dot from. It is. And, and Aaron had asked earlier when I when I introduced the song to him for this week, his question was, wait, is that is that inspired by Carl Sagan? Is that was it? I was like, I I, I guessing yes, considering yes. I knew what it was about. Um. <laughs> However, this and this is this really is reflected in the song lyrics from Ed. But um uh, there was an ISS astronaut, International Space Station astronaut, Ron Garin, who said, when we look down at the Earth from space, we see this amazing, indescribably beautiful planet. It looks like a living, breathing organism, but it also, at the same time, looks extremely fragile because it's really sobering to realize that little that, that little paper-thin layer is all that protects every living thing on Earth. And that is reflected in the lyrics of the song. So The only lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really it's really a beautiful I mean my thing. the trouble with Tracy is this week is there is only one verse. I I I like the verse that's there and I like the way he's singing it. There is only one verse. <laughs> there really is only one verse. Um he the um who is it? The- I don't know how much time Ed had to pull this together, but we know that he wrote like he he wrote the history of everything in like one night. Right. Like he's capable of doing this and he, yet he he didn't write more than one verse, which is very sad to me. Like he could have done more for this song. Mm. But I think keeping it simple, I agree. I I think there could have been another verse in there. Um but I but I kind of like the simplicity of it because it says a lot in a very short amount of information. Um, but I think it's kind of, it's for kids too. Like it's, it's kind of like as a song. Um, and I mean, they got way deep. Like I keep thinking of the, the big bang theory theme song and the amount of stuff they put into that. And I kind of wish it had grown a little bit more, but yeah. I think they were walking a fine line between science and um, and being uh, globally aware environmentalists. But I I feel like the other song that they did with Chris Hatfield. Oh, my gosh. Has such it it is is so much better in terms of like actually having more information. That was brilliant. I cried flavor. I cried when I saw that where Ed is here and Chris is in space and they're playing the song together. Like that blew my mind. And I Mm. was like, this is magic. This and in Zoomland today, that's extremely magical. Like we know how hard that is. I know. And I I keep thinking back to the first pictures that we got from the moon and the initial moon landing and 
and just how incredible that must have been in 1969 uh, to have this understanding that, wow, there is so much more out there. Mm. And this is incredible to know that we have humans that are exploring space at that level. And I wasn't born yet, but I can only imagine, like I still kind of feel a little, whenever I watch the right stuff or whenever I watch from the earth to the moon, which is the outstanding miniseries, um, or any of the the pieces, Apollo thirteen, or and I've read um, I've uh, Glenn uh, not Gene Krantz's book. Um, Gene Krantz was the uh, the the oh shoot, he was the main dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was the the oh uh, the the one that makes all the final decisions during the Apollo uh, mission. Oh, yes. But his base his famous line was you know. Um, uh, what uh, failure is not an option. Um, and that's the title of his book. And, and just thinking about all of the, the, the computer that we have in our phone right now that could land somebody on the moon today, mm-hmm. that the technology and everything that has come about as a result of the space program. And I know we're kind of going off in a way here, but just the idea that we are really this much, like earth is this we think we are everything and we're barely this but tiny we're barely little dot. like we don't even reflect from no and it's like miles away you remember in men in black where at the very end it's like mm. ping pong ball or whatever it was like on they're playing marbles with they're it. playing marbles that's right and we're just another marble in this giant who i I'd like to believe there's things out there and people like Carl Sagan and Gene Roddenberry were ahead of their time and Neil deGrasse Tyson and some of our science influencers today that like, it's just amazing to me what we haven't even, we haven't even put our toes in the water yet of what is possible in terms of science. I like the song simple. Um, yes, it is very simple. A little bit. Of it's a, not simple in a bad way. It, it, it's just no. very easy going, easy to listen to. And it's got a very simple message. And does Kevin, somebody I, I read somewhere that Kevin plays the sitar. No, I think it's that keyboard thing where talked about before. The, I'm pretty sure that the continuum. I would yeah. think that that's correct. I, I heard it and I was like, that is that that's that flat whatever it was called which i can't remember now yeah the continuum somewhere um but that's what it was i'm pretty sure that was not a sitar goodness gracious no it didn't sound like a sitar i was like i i wasn't hearing it in this song (laughs) do you want the breakdown i would love to have the breakdown (laughs) but before we get to that real quick i do want to say Oh, you messed up my... Just to kind of talk about the lyrics real quick. You messed uh, up my intro. Well, I'll, I'll give you another chance. I'll, or, uh, uh, okay, sorry. I got it in. I got it in. <laughs> um, Ed contradicts himself a little bit. I wish he had taken a little more time on the second half of the lyrics in that verse. We all believe our earth is spherical. And as Ed will later on say in Detour de Force, unfortunately, that's not true. Everyone does not believe that, nor does know, everyone believe like that evolution is, is proven. It's like Flat Earth is part two of this. 
And matter of fact, Stephen comes back later on and says, yeah, guess what? There are people that don't believe in gravity. <laughs> right. I know, right? Isn't that funny? That's funny. We have those two songs from, from the, which, again, Stephen wasn't part of this song, but it's funny that we have those two ideas that are in here in this song that are have been, like, debated for some god under like i don't know why reason yes yeah like we're this flat let's what yeah i i i agree with the song that we'll end up coming back to about three years from now it feels like with ed talking about flat earth because i i absolutely agree it is nearly impossible to talk with the people that that believe such things and he does say that in the sentence before that of how do you get someone to believe in something they can't actually see right and that's an interesting line because it's like the santa claus theory you know if you don't believe it how do you know it's there although i do find it ironic yeah (laughs) well i was just gonna say i find it ironic that the people who believe in flat earth the high majority of them believe in some sort of higher being like God, a Christian God or a, or along those lines, something they also cannot see. Yeah. I I mean, I like, I, I do agree with you. I think that like, I like the open, this blue dot is the only shot we've got. If it turns to blue to gray, there'll be no way to turn it back. That's not okay. I think that's kind of, that's, I think he could have done better with that to turn it back. Uh, especially that last, rhyme it's our hometown we won't let it burn down but i think that line could have been better too like it really it it feels like ed was given 24 hours to write this yeah that's almost like i agree it's only fair let's dream to dare fresh water food and air that line let's look after our blue dot i like that and i like this blue dot is the only shot we've got if it turns to blue to gray there'll be no way i like that i like that the very I, beginning I don't and like very it's end. our home down. We won't let it burn down. Because yeah, and I don't like it's turn it to turn it back. That's not okay. Like right, uh, uh, yeah. Um, that could have used a rewrite. <laughs> and I like, but I like the verse. Uh, if yeah. you could stand back far enough and take a look from outer space, you'd see that our atmosphere is paper thin with seven people and all life within. Um, and I, I do appreciate his sentiment here, but how do you get someone to believe in something they can't see? We all believe our earth is spherical. I think you're right. That would, I think he would update. I would like to see, come on, Ed, we love you. Please come on the show. I would love to see what, if, how he would rewrite it. Mm. Because now we're almost 10 years out. You and people still don't all believe out. it. What? And people still don't all believe it. No, and and, and and in fact, I mean, he just wrote Flat Earth for Detour to Force. Um, is that the name of it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and the, the stuff that's happened in the last eight years, I'm sure he could add a lot more to this to make it a lot. I like the, um, the bridge, our blue dot, as far as we can see, our blue dot, there's no planet B. I like that. The, the I do like that. Plan B, planet B, there's no backup. Uh, yep. And so I do appreciate that, but I think, I think he could have done a little bit more there. Um, this is something that I, I think you're right. I think he, he, he jotted it down fairly quickly and he was like, oh, okay, let's. 
let's go with this. But I think you, I think the lyrics could have been a little bit stronger. Yeah, I would I would have liked some strengthening of the chorus, and I would have liked some another verse because that that verse that we have is a pretty strong verse. I would like another <laughs> one. So, but this is what we have. It, it is what we have, it and is I, what I, we, have. we have to kind of look at what we have here. Um, the other thing that we have here that I don't know, I'm not sure. I I don't like one of the things that we do have with this song. He uses it more effectively again on the tour de force. Interestingly enough, but it's those backgrounds. Yep. Hey. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I'm like it doesn't it doesn't match in with the song or the point of the song. It, it, I mean, I me, guess it I mean it's upbeat and it's kind of fun. It's like it's very jingle to me. Yes. Like the the chorus especially. Our blue dot and the only one we've got. Uh, 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 uh. I can see that being like in a commercial. Yes. I can see that being like like got milk or got earth or something like that. Um but I, I again I, I don't hate it. I like the music. I kinda I like but the more I rip apart the layers, I'm like, I think Ed could have done better. I yeah. I love you, Ed. Please don't take that as a nasty but from musician to musician, from songwriter to songwriter, I think that I, I bet you Jeff would agree with me, right, Jeff? Oh, yeah, Heidi, I totally would agree with you on that. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound at all like Weird Al or like They Might Be Giants. And I think They Might Be Giants would have done a better job with these lyrics. You know what, Jeff? I, I really appreciate that point. I think that you're right there. Um, so, yeah, Heidi, I, I, I do. I, I think you could have done better. I'm going to rewrite this song and do a parody of the Blue Dot with other lyrics. Okay, Jeff. Well, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate you being here because we miss you. All right. Go, go work on that right now. Yeah, go work on that while you're busy getting famous with your uh, new album. So there you go. <laughs> you want me to do Aaron too? Yeah. <laughs> I <can't>. yeah. <laughs> I'll do Stefan. Um, uh, I give it a three. <laughs> it's got a good beat, but I can't dance to it because I don't dance. Stefan, Aaron, Jeff, we know you listen to us. Come we on, know the show. you listen to us. Come on, the show. We're going off the rails because there's only two of us to stay on them. <laughs> but but Ed Ooh. does do Ooh. a better job because he with that with ISS is somebody singing. That's a much better song. Oh, it's so good, and it's so much more complex lyrically at least i don't know about musically obviously and i should i should pass it over to you at this point since i haven't yet um to do our musical breakdown <laughs> i did i'd like to point out that um i have the exact same flight suit that chris hadfield has like i have that oh well i have my flight suit which isn't exactly like is i don't have like the iss um patch or anything but i've got some cool patches and I have a medal, a right stuff medal. So there. Um, Take that. So the breakdown here is is fairly simple too. It, the key of D, it's basically a one five four. Uh, you've got a B minor in there, which is a minor six chord. Um, and but it basically does the same thing over and over again. One five four six five 
four or five. Um, so it, it just kind of goes around that that um, chord progression. Um, you get in the verse, he starts on uh, the minor six chord and then brings you back to uh, the five chord at the end of the verse. And he does in the bridge, throws in a C add nine. Sorry, Jeff, you weren't here, but he <laughs> that, that awesome C add nine to the G, to the D, to the G, to the D. To the C add nine, to the G, to the D, to the C add nine, to the G. So um, it's a very basic, only a few chords in the song. Um, but I think they, 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 and I was listening to it like several times again today. And I almost feel like they added too much stuff musically. Like there's a lot going on there. And I don't know, uh, were they trying to compensate for the lyrics or were they just having fun and making it sound kind of spacey, which I do like Kevin's work in this. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't know. Like I, I, there's a lot going on. It's fun. Like I do like that. It's fun. Um, but I wonder if it's too fun for the message. I don't know. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a fun song. I would go so far as to say it's a pleasant song. Yeah, I could agree with you on that. Um, and it's the word that I wrote in my review was not offensive. <laughs> like it doesn't inspire any real feeling for me, and I think that's my problem. It's what you say when a when a student has a very interesting, like poem that they wrote or your son has brought home this art project no my son has amazing art projects um but you're <laughs> that art project and you're like wow that's really interesting <laughs> yeah it's unoffensive it's that level yeah. yeah yeah it's it's not it's it doesn't i use non-offensive when it inspires no emotional reaction to me oh and i appreciate that that's what this song is to me it doesn't inspire any and, feelings and i think it could be it could be better there's a there's so much more that i think they could have said um but there are some great lyrics in it i just think there could be more lyrics in it and to really make I, the I, statement that they're trying to make yeah um and i i mean i'm not looking for them to be like Neil Young type lyrics and be all angry and and, and say no. you should do this because we're murdering our our land, you know. And I love Neil Young too. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. BNL come from it from a different side of things. Um, <clears throat> but I think for the message part, I mean, I could see people like singing along to the chorus. Mm-hmm because it's kind of fun let's look after our blue dot our uh, so i'm gonna i'm gonna take issue dot. with that for a second i'm gonna disagree with you okay i couldn't see people going along and singing along with this unless they're like in concert and the reason i say that is this week i would look at the lyrics and i'd be like oh how does that go again but i could see oh, them right. up on yeah. stage going our blue dot our blue Yes. Let's geek after our that dot like. And if you can't see me, I'm pointing to an imaginary audience, which is Tracy's head. Um, I could see them and doing generating that, but I couldn't the see them response. being 
inspired. Well, that's the thing. I, they would have to generate yeah. it. I it agree with you. It does not naturally inspire it. It does not. There, there are songs like Gonna Walk. People I naturally are going to call and respond to that one. And, it, and people don't know. Like, we just came back from the Stephen Page concert. Yeah. They did not need to tell us. This was definitely a tough in. song to do right after hearing <laughs> that concert. Um, it was. And I am just waiting with bated breath to find out where and when he's back this summer. Um, I know. <laughs> there in an instant. Because um, he did say he's transformational back nights. And like I said, I've probably seen them, I don't know, 20 plus times. And with Steven and without Steven. And that I think was better than most of the the BNL concerts I saw. Like it was, yeah, it was so incredible. If anybody has the chance to see Stephen Page, uh, he it. is touring now in intimate settings, and you you go. It is so fantastic. Did you see that he did Straw Hat in Boston? <gasps> he did Straw Hat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, not that I would take any of the other. So- well, okay. I might have taken Linda Ronstadt off to to swap. I like that Hat. song though. I and I. You know, I like I it. I was very surprised that he fill he puts more he put more B and L songs in than I expected. I expected he was mm. a lot more from from his albums. Um, but I I was not. I loved every. I really loved every bit of it. So. I, I think it says a lot when I say that the weakest song that he played the whole entire night was Linda Str- Linda Ronstadt in the 70s. Like that that was the weakest song and that is not a weak song. No, no, um, it is not. It, it was but, and it's there funny was every because song followed by every other song was just like, like oh my gosh, yes. The set list that I got for you. Um, I Thank you. You can just type in that set list because I want to remember for the rest of my life. I, what that set I've got photocopies for you. Oh, you do? Okay, good. Um, because I, I was thinking there were some songs that I heard and I felt like I was hearing them again for the very first time and I liked them. Mm. Yep. Some I, of the I things I just liked better. And then I played the album in my office today. I needed, I needed, there's a melody for certain, like I, oh. I found the new album in my office and I was like, yeah, this I, I don't know why, it, because that is a super simple song, but that just brought so much out of my, that just added so much to my heart. Like I was yeah. something just so wonderful about that experience. And again, if you see that Stephen Page is on tour, don't be like, oh, well, it's not Bare Naked Ladies, so I don't want to see him by himself. Trust me, go, go and go. His his chemistry with Kevin Fox and Craig North. Oh my was phenomenal. They and they're it, it's just so it's I mean it's I I miss the old days too of the dance breaks and Steven with all oh, that yeah. energy jumping and dancing and you know the kicking of legs and all of the things, the craziness <laughs> of early Steven. And I miss those parts. But I like, I totally crushed out on Steven. And I was never, I never crushed on Steven. Um, he was I loved him. Sedate. But sitting in front, I was like, I am adding you to my top five list. 
if it happens to my husband and you know you're not with a significant other Stephen we're age and I was like I was totally fangirling out and I was like he has become so much I don't know there's something there's something more introspective more thoughtful um the I think he's charisma. more handsome now than he was when he was younger um and that's not about like but I don't know I've just become a like I was totally totally the, the difference for even me I promise I'm not a stalker was, and I won't I I, I promise be good if you know if you ever want to come on the show I promise <laughs> <sighs> the difference for me was did he have the running and jumping and dance breaks no what he did have that he didn't have before um or or has had the last couple tours that he's done that he that he didn't have in the past is a maturity, a wisdom, and more importantly than anything, there was emotionality behind every single song. The The emotionality that you get behind Break Your Heart and Brian Wilson and all of those songs was in every single song that he was singing and it didn't matter what the song was or what he was singing about. Oh, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, a lot of that comes with age and not to get mm -hmm. from our blue dot, but again, I want to give props and let people know, go see him. He will be touring a lot. Um, yes. Kevin and Craig and, and don't let that keep you away that, well, it's not, it's not BNL. It's not like the go and see him. Um, go go with a idea that it's a different concert. It is an right. intimate and powerful and emotionally wrecking concert. Yeah, it really was. BNL is going to be uplifting and fun and joyous. Steven is fun and joyous and laughing in his own way. But the emotional and when you're sitting there the whole time going. He's playing conventioneers. Oh my God. And Aaron and I would look at each other and we were like fist pumping. And, like, and then he played Powder Blue. And I was like, holy cannoli. And Aaron's like, mm -hmm. I now have a new appreciation for that song. And now I need to check that out because it's brilliant. I was like, I know it is good. <laughs> and granted, we get to cover that in the P's, which is one of my favorite yep. songs ever. Um, because again, it's a brilliant lyric. But I, I just, it, and I can't wait to see BNL this summer. I can't. Like, yeah. I'm so excited. Um, but for different reasons. Like, we're not exactly. going to go back, just like Steven's never going to go back. We've all aged. We are all now in the middle of our lives. Uh, you and I are <laughs> the same age. Are we the same age? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. We're only a year or two apart. Probably. That looks right. I was yeah. born in January. Uh, I edit I, uh, that out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 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 we all, and I think that might be too, is we all have a different appreciation and a different relationship um, with yeah. the things that we loved when we were younger. And doing mm -hmm. them differently now, I think, adds, adds, I don't know, there was something very magical. Um, and I I've gone to a lot of concerts from a lot of people. Um, and I, I would put that in my probably one of my top best favorite concert experiences oh. of all time. Absolutely. That one goes honestly up there with me with seeing BNL for the first time. Yeah. 
and being and seeing Weird Al for the first time. Like it, it is up there in my top five concerts of all time. And I, yeah, I, I mean, the first time I saw BNL was at Mix Fest in Boston. So it was a mix of all artists and Ben Folds. Like it was, it was way back when Mix Fest was a thing and did it every year. And that year it was in Suffolk Downs. And um, I went with my best friend and it was like, I think Macy Gray was on that concert. Yeah, she was because she swore a lot. Um, and Aries were on that concert. So it was a crazy, awesome lineup. Um, and Bare Naked Ladies was the last. They were like the big band at the end. And it was it was amazing. It was the first time I had ever seen them live. And I was so excited. Um, so that concert was like, wow. Um, but and then and then I the first time I saw them by themselves was wow. Um, and mm-hmm. it, then I saw them so many times. I can't really define which ones were the better over time. But uh, and I have some bootlegs. I got to find my cassette tape bootlegs and see if I can get them put digitally because I've got some good bootlegs from the concerts that I went to. I mean, I never recorded any concerts that I went to ever. No. No, no, no. Only the play, only the play, everything to everyone tour that, right. that they were recording everything anyway. Right, yeah. right. Of course. Um, those ones. I especially didn't record the one, uh, the Christmas show in Hartford, where they noticed my sign and talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, that one at all. I didn't remember. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> but. To bring us back, um, back so our here's, blue dot. Um, my, it's here's my problem with this song. Okay, your song problem. This is the trouble with Tracy. Oh, there's many on this song. Um, <laughs> this is the forty seventh trouble with Tracy. This is supposed to be an inspiring song. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to be a song that makes you want to join this powerful. Uh, see i can't even find the right word for this like it's supposed to make you want to to go out and make the earth a better place and inspire you to to do your best and be your best person to make this earth a better place it's supposed to inspire you to want to sing along with it and i couldn't even remember the tune I if I were in concert, I would respond. I'd do a call and answer, but it's not. So, I'm not singing along with it in the car. It's not something when I walk around school that I'm like, oh yeah, that song, and 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 sing it with me. Matter of fact, this week I sang Passcode walking through the halls. More that we'll be t- discussing next week. More than I sang this week. I love song. that song. I. That and that's my problem. Like this song should be catchy and memorable and inspiring. Um, yeah, this was a hard one. And maybe if we'd have done it later, I. But I don't think. I, mean, I don't think it had anything to do with this week and in, in the in the concert and anything. I think that it's a mediocre song from Ed. It is far from his best. He can write inspirational songs. Oh, yeah. He can write. And I wonder, like, what songs. was his approach to this? Song? Like, you're right. Was it like a 20 minute bathroom napkin or um, like a hotel napkin song? Or was it was like, was he like told, hey, make sure you get this line, this line, 
or read this article and see if you can come up with it <laughs> or read our, my platform um, from um, David Suzuki. Um, you know, read, read my uh, website and see if you can come up with a cool song. Here's a great article about the blue dot and the picture and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so what shall we rate it? Um, I was thinking since there are five levels to our atmosphere mm. that we would lo- we would rate this how many atmospheres okay. this song is. Okay. <sighs> so how high up in the atmosphere would you say that this song takes All you? All right. So I'm going to give this, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Um, I do like a lot of parts of it. So I will give it two atmospheres out of five, which is the lowest Heidi score I think ever. I think it is actually. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to pull that up and see. Hold on. And granted, I've only been exposed to this song for a week. So like I never knew this song existed. Um, Am I going to put it on my Heidi's Happy Tunes playlist? No. Would I listen? Yeah, probably. Yeah, this is your lowest score. You know, give it a two atmosphere of two. Sorry, Ed. I don't please take that personal. It's um, not personal, I it's music. Going... Yeah. Nothing personal about that. And I think that's part of my problem with this song is it's not personal. Yeah. It's not it, it, it's not Ed to me at least. I don't feel Ed in this song. Yeah, I get except that. Except for in the verse. The verse, I feel Ed, and that's why I think I want more verses because I I can feel his his interest in this in that verse. Um, but I don't get it in the chorus. I there's so many more that I like over this, pretty much most. Um, is it? Am I going to change the channel on it? Probably not, but am I going to listen to it? Am I going to really kind of hear what it's saying and and have it dig in? No. Um, I agree with what Ed's saying, but I just... It wouldn't inspire me to want to do anything if I didn't already agree. Mm. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to give it a troposphere, a stratosphere... And a little bit of the mesosphere. Oh, you're going spherical. Okay. I'm going to give it a 2.85. Here is Aaron's review of this week's song. Our Blue Dot. You know, this isn't an amazing tune that musically is going to blow anyone away. But it is a nice tune. It's fairly catchy. And it has a really important message. I wish I had been able to make it for the live discussion because I really would have loved to have seen Stefan and I sort of arguing for its place in the threes with Tracy and Heidi apparently putting it in the twos. As I said, I don't think it's amazing. Perhaps it would be a straight three, but the important environmental message and the allusion to Carl Sagan in the title, as well as the lyric, there is no planet B, kicked it up just a little for me. I would give our blue dot 3.2 atmospheres out of five. I thought it was very catchy. I had a, I think I had a great beat to it, a great sound to it. And uh, at first, I, I'm like, I didn't know what, was, I didn't know what they were talking about. I'm like a blue dot. I'm like, this has got to be on children's album. And I'm like, why, why would they sing about a blue dot? 
and then I kind of figured out that they're talking about the Earth. And uh, I'm like, oh, look, it's, uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, it's about the about our planet, about not destroying the planet that we're on. And I'm like, how nice, how nice is that? That's real nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it had a great beat to it. I thought uh, the message was pretty decent. And, um, you know, I would be able to listen to that song again, most definitely. So what was the ranking for that song? So the ranking for that song was how many how many atmospheres do you give this song? Oh, how many atmospheres? Oh, gosh. Because there's five layers to the atmosphere. Is there? I was I was thinking of scuba diving. How much pressure is in an atmosphere? So, um, well, I might need a nitrogen tank for uh, for this song because I thought it was quite good. Uh, I thought this song was a good, uh, I'd say a 3.75 in my book. Wow. I know. I like the, I like the beat. Um, the lyrics were good. It's uh, poignant. Uh, if it's directed towards kids, then I think that's a good message. Don't kill the world you're in. But that's the funny thing is nobody knows how to do that. So the world has existed and has been fine long before humans. So why do we think that we could make it better? When we dapple things, we make things worse. We'll make we'll end up making it worse, and then the, the planet will end up taking care of us. It will yep. either take care of us or it will take care of us. Wow. First I'm the Heidi Haterade this week. <laughs> I'm never the Haterade. You're never the hater. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to change but it. But mine's not very much higher. <laughs> Maybe I'll change it next year or in the year in review. Um, something that did bring a smile to my face this week was listening to a very early version of If I Had a Million Dollars. Um, so that was kind of fun to watch. It, it, it's not much different, but it's just fun to watch them. That probably always brings very a smile young. to my face. Yeah. It, that was pretty. That was a lot of fun. Yes. I think this song was most likely inspired by the project that Ed did with Chris Hatfield. Like I think that might have been part of the inspiration. It could have been. Do you do you think that Ed that Chris maybe gave Ed the key to the ISS? Wait, no, no, no. That's the ISS wouldn't have a key. I guess it maybe it has a passcode do you think maybe the, the he gave him that pass he might have the given ISS? the passcode he might have you know you shouldn't give your passcode out to just anybody no i was gonna say that ed probably wouldn't share it with probably kevin not because kevin just like kevin doesn't mind sharing the passcode to his yeah. heart with everyone yeah he likes to sh well you know he does like to share he's a giver that kevin, kevin Hearn, he's a giver he is so you wouldn't want to share the ISS passcode no, with no, him. No, probably not. But next next week we get to discuss whether or not we want him to share his passcode with us. That's true. I'd like him to share his passcode with me. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. Except maybe. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.